Welcome to a brand new episode of Kids Ministry Real Talk. My name is Zach and I'm your host and this is the podcast where we talk real ministry for real people. Today we are talking about relationships and relationships have been something that I have been very passionate about um, for for as long as I've been a Christian. It's actually how I became a Christian was because somebody decided to form a relationship with me. Um, It was in high school, and they came to me, and they spent time with me, and it was because of this relationship. And I remember the reason that I became a Christian. I was sitting one day at breakfast at camp with a group of people, and I remember seeing a Bible on the table, looking up at a leader who had been and spent time with me and been in my life, and I remember thinking, if this person believes what that book says, then I'm one in. And relationships can make all the difference. And that was when I was a teenager, but you better believe that kids need relationships. And you better believe that adults need relationships. So that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about small groups. And we're going to talk about three areas of small groups. Small group leaders, small group volunteers, and small group communities. And these are three areas that we're going to see small groups and talk about some principles of small groups that form relationships and that are ultimately going to help you have a better kids ministry. So the first one is small group leaders. Small group leaders are the people that are sitting with your kids in small group. And ideally, you have your classroom set up in a way that small groups are set up. The same kids are hanging out with the same leader every single week. The And the best way to do this is organize in age groups. So the grade one girls are hanging out with the grade one girls or maybe the mixed groups and you're able to write everyone's name down. And you know that these kids are with this leader and this leader is the same every week. We've talked about consistency of leaders before, but it is so important that you have the consistent leader because the consistent leader will help build relationship. You cannot have relationship without consistency. If you had a new leader every single week, there's no relationship there. That is just killing time for the sake of killing time. Now, although you're going to build new relationships and have stories, so it's obviously it's okay, but it's a place to work towards. And the small group leader, the other amazing thing is that they'd start building relationships, not only with the kids, but with parents. Parents are the one that they'd say, hey, every day, um, hey, you know, Timmy was really great today. I had fun learning about the soccer or you're going on vacation. Or one time a small group leader um, found out that the family was moving to um, a f- like uh, to another country. And the small group leader from the daughter was the first person to know that that family was leaving. They were committed family in our church. Um, we loved them. And we didn't know, uh, it's like staff or leadership in the church, we didn't know that they were leaving. But the small group leader did know that they were leaving because they were there every single week talking, building relationships. And it, they were actually sad. The leader was sad when they left because they had built that relationship. So they came on their last day, brought them a present. It was great. It was amazing. But 
Also, the small group leader can be there in case anything happens, in case there is um, something that the family's walking through, the small group leader can be there to support. And now you may think, I don't want the small group leader to deal with any major issues, divorce or whatever. It's not that they have to be qualified like a professional counselor to deal with those issues. They just need to be able to be there to support, to love, pray, and to a uh, network. Let's say they needed something that's like, hey, I know how you can get counseling. Uh, let me tell the kid staffers and they'll make sure your family can get some family counseling or some marital counseling or whatever or financial help or whatever it is. They don't need to say, oh, let me come to your house next week and sit down and do family counseling with you. No, small group leaders don't need to do that. But their main priority is to sit and pray and encourage and be there as a support network for when something does come up. Small group leaders and the consistency there is also important. So scheduling your people in the same service at the same time. If you only have one service, that's easy, but consistently. So hopefully that would be every week. That would be the best case scenario. Obviously, there's logistical stuff that makes that hard. Um, every other week would be awesome or for two months at a time would be great. And we talked about this before about retaining leaders, but this is for the sake of building relationships with the kids, earning the right to be heard and also being relevant in kids' lives. Um, being relevant is something that's so important because if you're just some old stinky old person, then nobody wants to listen to you. The kids don't want to listen to you. They don't want to hear what you have to say. So that's the first point about building relationships in small groups. Um, kids to leaders. Small group leaders are leaders that are coming in every single um, week, building relationships with kids and being able to walk through questions with them. Uh, engage with the teaching, engage with the questions. The next one is small group volunteers. Now, what I mean by this is I mean the person who oversees this um, scheduling or this age group, that needs to be a small group. If you oversee, you know, 400 volunteers, that's really cool, but you are not building relationships with 400 volunteers. Maybe there's one person on the planet that can do that. Um, I doubt that person's you, and I doubt that's actually anyone. But if you oversee five volunteers, 10 volunteers, 15 volunteers, mm, any more than that, I mean, obviously everyone has capacity. If you say I oversee 30 volunteers and meet with them regularly and love them all, then maybe you do. I can't, I'm not the person to tell you what that number is, but I'm the person that's to say, you need to make sure that you have small group volunteers, that you are overseeing a group, just like a small group, a leader going to kids, an overseer to an age group, may that be staff or volunteer, needs to be able to know each one of their volunteers and build relationships. So they come in 
when they first get orientated, you're talking to them, you're getting to know them, you're doing their training, you're hanging out with them, and you're building relationship. You're understanding what their context is, who they are, uh, how if they're Christian, like how far along on their Christian walk, if they're a new Christian, they come from a different church, what's their experience in kids ministry. You're asking those questions and getting the answers and remembering the answers. Remembering them and um, being able to engage with them and going for coffee with them, going for dinner with them, maybe going to, and meeting their spouse. It's not... I'm not saying that you need to get become best friends, but being able to have that capacity with those people because you are overseeing those people and understanding that they're your context. It's not just using them for scheduling. It's building relationships with them. So small group volunteers, um, it's the same principle, the top down, that they would be in... Um, the areas that we're asking for kids. How can we expect people to know and love Jesus, know God and know others without actually giving them an opportunity to know others? And the next point, it kind of ties in with this in small group communities. Small groups are one of the best things you can do as a church. Hopefully your church does small groups. That's not exactly what we're talking about in this podcast, but hopefully your church for adults has some sort of small group. So we expect that all adults would be a part of the small group. Now there's two things that I want to talk about um, about that. The first is that your kids ministry serving team could be a small group. They could get together, they could go over the lesson, they could also do a Bible study, um, they could have a meal together. Are, could you make some part of your teams small groups? Instead of, hey, hey, you have to do a small group and you have to volunteer and you have to come to this training, why don't you just make it one thing and do all things? Um, that might work for some churches in some contexts. It might work amazing and I've seen it work really well. Um, it will take work. It will take logistical work. It will take buy-in from your whole church or at least um, some of the pastors, the lead pastor, executive, senior pastor, just to know that that's happening. Uh, I've heard a great quote one time about you do not want to surprise your senior pastor. So if you're in kids ministry, don't make these calls by yourself. Make sure that you're talking them through and you're letting your senior pastor know uh, what's going on. But the community part is very important. Fellowship and walking together and having authentic relationships is one of the most important parts of discipleship. We saw this in the Bible. What did Jesus do? He went, he found some guys, and he said, we're going to do ministry together. We're going to be family. We're going to walk together. So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to train you. I'm going to send you out and do ministry and you're going to do ministry. And what they do, they came back. They said, we, we cast out demons. We healed people. And Jesus said, awesome. Now let's go more together. Walk together. Let me teach you things. Let's hang out. Let's laugh together. Uh, they did so much hanging out together and they did so much ministry together. I think we read a lot about their ministry in the Bible, but there was so much hanging out that we do not read in the Bible so that is the important part is that we do ministry together. We do life together. We build in relationships of all parts. 
So why are we trying to compartmentalize doing kids ministry and living life together? You come up, you serve with other people that you barely know. Instead of serving with some of your best friends that you're walking together, encouraging each other in doing kids ministry and trying to achieve the goal together. Now, that might work. It might not work. The other part of it is if you have different structure or whatever, um, that you encouraging all your volunteers that they would actually be in some sort of community. They would be in a small group. They'd be in a Bible study. They'd be in some sort of community that is dedicated towards Jesus and dedicated towards each other. So this is the part that you need to be able to know. And you need to know the same as the last point. Know your volunteers. You need to know if they are in this community. You don't need to be all things to all people, but you need to be able to ask to see if people are getting all that they need. And if they're not, you need to either provide it or send them to a place where they can provide it. That's, that is the heart. You don't have to be, I'll say it again because it's so important. You don't have to be all things to all people, but you do have to be able to ask if people are getting all things that they need. Either And if they're not, you need to either provide it or send them to a different place that provides it. So having a strong enough relationship with these people to be able to understand what they need, ask, go for coffee. Hey, how's this part of your life? How's your community? How's your relationship? How's your marriage? How's your um, time with God? How's your with your family? How's money? How's all these things? And if they say good... And that's the end of the conversation. That's okay. But if they say bad, then you say, okay, what's going on there? What can we do? How can we make this better? And if they're either in your small group, then you say, hey, let's do a little session on marriage or let's do this Ramsey video about money. Um, and if they're not, then they say, well, how's your small group? Is it helping with that? And maybe it is, and hopefully it is. And if it's not, maybe they need a new small group or you need to talk to their leader or you need to find them a mentor. You need to mentor them specifically. So these three principles, lead small, is uh, building relationships in all three contexts. Small group leaders, small group volunteers, and small group communities. Relationship needs to be the heartblood of every single thing that you're doing. And that's why if you have 400 leaders and you're overseeing them all, I doubt that you're having active, vibrant relationships with all those people. But if you oversee people that oversee people that oversee people and everyone has a, a, a sizable community, no more than 20, no less than five or something like that, then then things are going to be better. Things are going to work out a lot better and there's going to be deeper and stronger relationships throughout the whole thing. This is amazing. One thing I encourage everyone is that this has been what I've been doing is looking through the relationships I've been reading through the Gospels and you need to be allowing the Bible to inform all your decisions. Read the Bible and this was something that was really convicting to me so I just wanted to leave it this really short podcast this week um, but hopefully this is a quick nugget to spur on these relationships and really get down and dirty about you know being in relationship and loving one another and walking through all the pain of life and all the good things of life together. So that's what we're talking about, that's what we talked about. Hopefully, 
that is helpful for you and encourage you to implement this in your kids ministry thank you for listening i want to encourage you all to tune in next week for more kids ministry real talk the god who came to save me from my sin became a man he lived a life i could not live and died as heavy